With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition, but also draft preview edition here at the Houdat Discussion. This is going to be going out Wednesday night, so basically a night before the draft, 24 hours, and this is basically my final draft preview. We're not going to do a mock draft, but we're just going to go into basically full preview of the draft, of the Saints draft, where they pick, what are their current needs, my predictions are, this is what I think is going to happen, to at least the best of my ability. Obviously, I could easily be wrong. I've been wrong a lot before, but sometimes I'm right. So I think, I, I do think that at least one of these will be correct. And I'm really hoping that my first one's correct. But that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Also, we have some Houdat Nation fan questions, bringing that segment back for today, as we have three questions. And I can't wait to answer those as well, all about the draft. This is a full draft episode so I think we're just going to get right into it. So the draft is tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. It finally goes down. All the preparation, all the mock drafts, all of that comes to this. So we're just going to get into the Saints' current picks. Now, that can obviously change. We've seen it time and time again. But we're here. We're going to give the Saints' current picks. We're going to give their current needs. And then we're going to give my predictions. So starting out with current picks here. So the Saints right now have five picks in the draft, starting with their first round pick at pick number 24. Then in the third round, they have no second rounder because that was, that, that was used to get Eric McCoy last year. So they moved up to get Eric McCoy last year. They used their second rounder uh, to get him this year. So basically that's going to be more of really, that's Eric McCoy. Third round is you have the 88th pick. Fourth round, we have the 130th pick. Fifth round, 169. And sixth round, 203 and Saints don't have any seventh round pick so really right now the Saints do have those three four five six picks so they'll be picking in in succession there no second rounder but we've seen in the past how much that changes so that's kind of where the Saints stand so you have a big gap between 24 and 88 I'm, I'm gonna just foreshadow it I don't know if Mickey Loomis is waiting that many picks to choose so I I'm not I won't be surprised if Mickey Loomis goes up and picks someone there but We'll have to see. So current needs for the Saints. Biggest need has to be linebacker. Just has to be. And I've been shouting for the mountaintops for them to get one in free agency. They didn't. So now we're sitting here a day before the draft. You got to go get a linebacker. And it's got to be someone I'm hoping in the first, at least their first two picks. I mean, I'm hoping the first pick, but we'll kind of see here. And you, we all know who's available um, in the draft. We'll go into it later as well. But really why it's the current need is right now, we'll just go through the Saints situation, is they obviously have DeMario, all-pro, one of the best linebackers in the league, to me, top five. After him, it gets really dicey. You have Alex Anzalone, who's going to be coming off an injury again. 
Now, this is a contract year for him. If he stays healthy, I mean, he's going to have a big year, in my opinion. Hopefully, him or Kiko Alonso, who's coming off an ACL tear, one of those two I'm hoping stays healthy. You're just hoping that one of those two stays healthy and you can get a third guy that stays healthy. But right now, you only have three to get those guys. And the likelihood that all three stay healthy, to me, are pretty low. And right now, that means you're banking on Caden Ellis maybe to have a big year, but still, he was more of a developmental piece, sixth-round pick. Are you trusting him in year two to come up and, I mean, be a solid linebacker? I don't know if you can do that yet. And a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl, to me, that's a huge question mark. You need a fourth linebacker. And they did last year. They added a fourth linebacker in Kiko last year because they had A.J. Klein, who really they got to um, substitute here. That's kind of the guy they have to replace. Klein leaves to go to Buffalo. Saints still haven't filled that hole. So the Saints right now really got to look at that linebacker spot and really got to go get one. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but to me, that's your biggest, biggest need because to me, that's a hole. All these other ones, they're not holes in your starting lineup. This could be a big hole in your starting lineup where you have someone that you may not want to play there is playing there. And that's something you do not want to see. Second need is wide receiver. Now, to me, the Saints don't have a hole at wide receiver, but you would love to add another one for not only depth reasons, but to give Breeze another weapon. And to me, this is not your biggest your biggest need. So to me, first round, I mean, I'd be fine if they went first round, but I'm thinking more second, third round. And I think that would be really big for the Saints to uh, pick up here, a wide receiver, whoever it is. I just feel like right now, going back to the Saints situation, you have the best receiver in the game, Michael Thomas. You have a great veteran in Emmanuel Sanders. You have Kamara coming out of the backfield, so he's a receiving option. You have Jared Cook for a tight end. He's a receiving option. You have Traquan Smith. You don't know what you're getting out of him. And then also you have Deontay Harris, who, again, is good. he's a great returner, but is he going to progress into a deep threat is yet to be seen. So I would like the Saints to add kind of a deep threat or someone that wins over the middle. I mean, you would love to see Traquan Smith. I mean, you would love to see Traquan Smith come into that role, but I would like to get a rookie to at least challenge Smith and eventually take him over because right now you have two really good, you have your one-two punch with Thomas and Sanders, but you would like a third guy to really come up into a role and just and, and to be a nice role player, and I think a rookie can do that this year. Not a lot of, is going to be on this guy's plate, and whoever it is, I, I think whatever rookie, he's going to succeed. Now, Traquan Smith, on the other hand, he came in here with a lot on his plate, Really here, I mean, he he had to come in and be a second receiver, especially after Ted Ginn was faltering. He failed completely. So that's just kind of where he came in, and we'll kind of see what happens. But to me, I mean, you at least bring a receiver here to challenge Traquan Smith, because right now I don't think Traquan Smith is a guy you want to rely on even as your third receiver. Definitely not as your second. Thank God the Saints got Emmanuel Sanders. But even as your third receiver, I'm not sure if you want to rely on him there. So I would love to add... A rookie receiver to be that third hopefully in like the second or third round we'll see if the saints trade up or the third round and i would love to see the saints get a guy like that so that's kind of really what my second need is third need is cornerback and the saints right now have two very solid cornerbacks you have marshawn Lattimore, and then you have janoris jenkins both at the top of their game they're both number one corners to me Lattimore's a full out number one corner and to me um jenkins is just you know Basically, you could bank on him being a top-of-the-line second corner, if not a one corner when he's at his best. So that's kind of what I'm looking for with Janoris. I thought he played great um, when he relieved Eli Apple at the end of last year, and that was when he just basically came off the street. I mean, he didn't come off the street. He was playing for the Giants, but whatever, coming off and learning the playbook, and he did to me outstanding. So that's really good. 
See, my problem is, is now your depth is shoddy. Now, you do have some guys coming back. You have P.J. Williams who could play the outside. You have Patrick Robinson who could play the outside. Both at a pinch. Do I trust those guys? And that's a question. And then you also have Justin Hardy as well. Now, it's it's interesting because people are like, well, you do have two veterans with Williams and Robinson. I would love to add a young guy into that mix and a guy that either a third or a fourth round probably could play special teams too, probably going to have to. But just to add and kind of battle with those guys, maybe if you get a cornerback here in this draft, you make Patrick Robinson a disposable. That's something you obviously have to look at too. But to me right now, I would just want some young blood injected into that secondary right now or into that cornerback group as really what I should say. I, I just feel like they would, I really want like just a young guy, kind of like a Chauncey, what Chauncey Garner-Johnson Johnson did for this thing last year to that, that safety group. I would love to have a cornerback like that that can do something for the Saints this year. Now, there are options. I don't think they're going to get one in the first round, but you could. I think this is more of a third or fourth round. You could find that depth later with a cornerback. And again, I do think that's it's something that the, that the Saints should definitely look at. Because, I mean, if it, it, or if a cornerback drops to, like, the third round, you're like, oh, yeah. Because that's, I mean, you would love to have a rookie cornerback who's ready to play hungry. Let's say one of these guys got hurt, you'd kind of be comfortable with them coming in. Just like with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you were comfortable with him coming in when, you know, if an injury happens to the safeties or whatever. You felt comfortable playing Johnson. And I think that should be the same with whoever cornerback comes in here this year in the draft, if they draft one. So that's to me, was very interesting. Fourth need is quarterback, in my opinion. And people are going to say, why is quarterback on your need list? I do think that the Saints need to get a future QB. And I've been saying it, maybe this draft, maybe the next draft, do they do it is another question. You have Breeze at least for one more year, maybe two more years. You have Taysom Hill for this year. We'll see. We'll have to see. To me, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic here because are you going to go out and get Jordan Love in the first round? The Saints have been looking in on him. And the Saints were looking in on Mahomes back in 2017, but people didn't really think that oh, the Saints are not going to pick a, a quarterback. And then they almost they said they would have picked him if it wasn't for the Chiefs moving up and getting him. So the Saints, I think, would pick a QB with the right with the right value. Is Jordan Love that value in the first round? Maybe if Tua slips that far, you would be so happy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers dropped the 24, maybe Tua will drop the 24. I mean, I think the Saints would be really happy if they got two at 24. If he fell, him falling that far is probably not pot is probably not going to happen. But you never know. And now you're looking at third round or fourth round. You have guys like Jalen Hurts, guys like Jake Fromm, who do have questions on them. But I think if one of those guys drops, you may want to see. You may want to pull a trigger. It's interesting. It's a very very interesting situation. But to me, it's definitely a question mark, especially for your future. Is Taysom Hill your guy? I mean, I guess we'll find out after the draft. If Taysom Hill signs a long-term extension and the Saints don't get anyone in the draft, well, you're probably thinking Taysom Hill's your guy. But uh, we'll have to see how all that figures out. But again, it's definitely a question mark, and it's definitely something that hasn't been solved yet for your quarterback for the next four or five years. And I do not think um, you don't know the Saints quarterback coming down the line three years or even next year. So that's definitely a question mark you got to look at. And then fifth need... To me, it's between a defensive lineman and an O-lineman. If, if I'm looking O-line, I'm probably looking at the interior. But again, I, I could see them picking a tackle too to replace Armstead eventually because you don't want to pay Armstead twice. But I think the Saints should go out and get a guard, a guy like Tyler Biedaz in like the third round. And I've been very high on him. You have him sit behind Wofford for a year. Wofford leaves. Because I don't know if the Saints will be able to, to pay Wofford. And I do think that's a thing. We'll see 
because he's getting older, maybe his price goes down. But I could see some stupid team that needs online giving him just a huge contract. And the Saints may not be able to give it to him, especially if you're getting Lattimore, Kamara, Ramchek. You don't have all the money in the world for that. So you may want to draft an old lineman this year to eventually take either Wofford's spot or Armstead's spot. Armstead has a few more years left on this deal, but you get what I'm saying. You kind of want to groom someone now, and then maybe your issue comes, and then when your problem comes up, he's ready to really just slide right in there. And then why, why I would go D-line is because here's my thing, and I would I would have loved the Saints to go with D-line and free agency. They didn't. I feel like the Saints think they have a lot of depth there, but if Marcus Davenport gets hurt, don't really have anyone I'm willing to trust. Now, Trey Anderson didn't have a bad year last year, and it looked like he was coming on, but then he kind of teetered off. And at the end of the season, without Davenport, the Saints did look like they were hurting a little bit. And Davenport has to take that next step. And the Saints, to me, are kind of relying on that. Because right now you have Cameron Jordan, but you need someone opposite him. And, Dav- and Davenport hasn't been able to show it so far. Or he has. He's been able to show it, but he hasn't been able to show it over a 16-game season. And we need that. And we need him to play 16 games. And especially at this point more than other. I mean, 2018, why that defense was so good, even if they didn't have Davenport, they had Okafor. They had Alex Okafor. And he was, I mean, the play was just as the same as Davenport, so it wasn't a big issue. The Saints don't add anybody this offseason to really, and I do think the Saints saw a drop-off of play between Davenport and Trey Hendrickson. The Saints didn't add anybody to that group this year. I think the Saints are confident in Hendrickson, especially because it's his contract year. So to me... That's something to look at. I would love to add a guy in the third round, maybe like a Josh Uche type guy or a Bradley Ine type guy. We kind of talked about both of those guys in the past to kind of give you some extra juice in that D-line. And maybe the Saints don't need it 100%, but it's definitely something to look at there. So before we get into my predictions for the draft, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion. Now we are going to get into my predictions for this draft. First prediction starting right up here. Saints are going to get a linebacker, and that linebacker is going to start day one. Week one for the Saints. When the Saints take the field in September, he will be a starter. Now who am I thinking that the Saints should get? So first round, it's pretty easy. Now if the Saints want to trade up, make a colossal trade and get Isaiah Simmons, I think the Saints would run away with the draft. And look, if you're going to give up next year's first round pick and you're going to give up a lot of draft capital to get him, he may be the player to do it because he's insane. I think he's a game changer, once in a generation type player. He could play a lot of different positions. Reminds me a lot of Derwin James, and Derwin James was so good for the Chargers and still is very, very good. Probably one of their best defensive players. So he reminds me a lot of him, and he fell. So, I mean, if you see Isaiah Simmons fall, the Saints should definitely pull the trigger, and he could be, I think, a star for the Saints. Put him with Demario Davis, and you're like, wow. But most likely the Saints will get him. So then you have to look at Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray. Those, I think, are your two options. If, if I was going to put a percentage there, I would put these guys probably at like a 30% each, maybe a 40% each. And I do think that these guys 
are most likely, I think since in the first round, are going to go linebacker. I may be wrong, but I think one of these two guys are going to come in and they're going to start right away and they're going to do good. Patrick Murray, to me, is a top two linebacker in this class. I do think he's got a really a lot of great skills. He's solid. He's reliable. He, he definitely is great with that recognition. He's good with the speed, lateral, all that stuff. Kenneth Murray, maybe not, not as good as the recon, recognition, but he's so athletic. So when you're getting an athletic guy like that, you just love to see it. And it's sky's the limit. Like, Murray could be the best linebacker in this draft. I guess uh, Murray, uh, Queen could be too, but Murray is just, I mean, you could see that potential there. Now, you saw the potential with Stefan Anthony as well. Didn't work out. But I, but I, I don't want to compare them to because they're two different players and I think two different systems they're coming into. I think Murray learning under this group, learning under Demario Davis, I think he's going to complement him well. And I do think both of those picks would be amazing and I'd be happy with both. Now, if the Saints decide to go to another position in round one, now you're going around two or three. Maybe the Saints move up and get a Malik Harrison, who to me is kind of like, he would be the equivalent, like the Saints got Nigel Bradham in free agency. I think, like, he could start, and I think he'll be probably a quality starter in this league, but I think he'll be average, and this year he'd be the average. I mean, to me, you're looking at Simmons, Queen, and Murray. They're probably upgrades over A.J. Klein, while the guys I'm going to say right now are either about the same or maybe even a little worse. But I do think Malik Harrison's a player, a solid player, played for a really good system at Ohio State, and to me, I, I would trust him to take on a starting role. Which to me, I mean, I don't think he'd be as good as Queen and Murray, but I do trust him to start, especially if an injury to Kiko happens or uh, Antelone happens. And the other two guys, I think, are more third-round uh, prospects with Logan Wilson from Wyoming and Akeem Davis-Gather from Appalachian State. Both guys played at small schools, but they lit up the box score. And these are guys that you love to see coming out of the draft. Both of the guys are animals on the tape. They get to the ball. They sniff out the ball. I mean, you have a lot of really good things from these guys. Now, your problem is that they played at small schools. So there are issues there. I mean, are they going to be sized correctly? Are they going to be guys that can recognize those complex systems? It's all very, very interesting. And it's definitely something to kind of weigh. But I think that these guys could could definitely start for the Saints. Maybe maybe they're not starting week one, but I think those guys could. And I think of an injury, they would start. And I think they'd do a pretty good job. But I think most likely the Saints get Murray or Queen. But that's my prediction. Saints will get a linebacker that starts week one. That's the first prediction. Second prediction is the Saints are going to move up in the second round. And you know what they're going to pick? They're going to pick a receiver. Saints have moved up three times in the last three years. And who's not to say they're going to do it again? And this time, I think they could do it in the, to, to move into the second round. No, they're going to have to go capital do that. But I think that the thing that the, I think the Saints really need is going to be like that linebacker-receiver combo. I think those are the two picks they're going to get. I think they're going to get a linebacker and a receiver. No matter which way they go, I think those are going to be your first two picks. Now, really at 88, you're gambling about who's going to be available. Maybe the player you want available, maybe not. But the Saints are not the team to sit and wait for the player they like. They're going to go out and get that player. And to me, that's why they're going to move up in the second round and get a receiver. So now, here are three candidates. So it depends when they move up in the second round. Now, if they're going to move up into the 40s, or, I mean, to me, it maybe falls a little bit as well. LaVisca Chenault is a player that I would love. I've been kind of raving about him. I haven't talked to him as much as late because it seems like the Saints aren't going to pick him in the first round. Really, after the Saints got Emmanuel Sanders, you weren't looking at this name as much because he's a guy that could play all wide receiver spots. He's explosive. He's a good route runner. It's really kind of, he kind of, I mean, and he's a little bigger. So these are kind of all the things the Saints love in receiver. 
And to me, he's a player that could do a lot of great things. And when you're looking at Chenault, because he's a guy that, I mean, he's got great size, I mean, like, amazing size and good speed. And for him, that's really big. He's a good route runner. He's got the burst, and he can play all different positions. You love that versatility that he brings. And, you know, the Saints love versatility. I could see the Saints doing a lot of really good stuff with him, especially because you have another guy that's really versatile in Emmanuel Sanders. Different, but very versatile, and you could really move around and do a lot of good things for him. Second guy I love is Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. He's a great route runner. And then you, what you really like about um, Ayoka is he could, wins off the man-to-man coverage, which is really big. And he's good footwork, good route runner. I mean, when you're looking at clear, crisp routes, that's what we want. He's got large, um, uh, long hands, excuse me, and soft hands. So that's really good. You have a good catch radius, and, you, and you're not going to drop the ball a lot. He knows when to get first downs. He's good after the catch, really good at that, that instincts and stuff like that. So that's something you really want to see in a player and and looking at the NFL scouting report, they say he has instincts in the open field, which I see in tape as well, which is just like, and to me, that just helps when like, to me, like Michael Thomas, when he gets a ball, like he knows I got to get that first down. I think that Iowa kind of has that same kind of um, instinct. So he could be a player the Saints, the Saints get, and I think he would also be good. He piped to the outside, but again, he's a player that I think could be a really good addition to this team. Now, third guy, I think this is going to be a late second round, early third round guy if the Saints are going to move up. But I do think Van Jefferson is a guy that I don't know if he's going to fall all the way at 88. He may, he may not. But he's a really good route runner. His footwork's amazing. His dad's a a wide receiver coach in the NFL for the Jets. So he's really good in that short field, really good in that 20-yard range. And that's something you love to see. If you're Sean Payton, and especially with Drew Brees in his waning years, you want him to hit those. And he's great in those 20-yard range. That's a guy you want to see. And he'd be a perfect fit for the Saints. Could do a lot of good things for them as well. And he's a guy with a, a strong frame, good frame, and he's able to win on angles. Kind of, he's just able to do a lot of certain things. And again, it, it, it's something to definitely look at for year one. He could be a player that comes up and to, does a really good job. So to me, I mean, he's a player that you have to look at. So that's what I'm looking at receivers here. And third prediction is that the Saints won't pick a QB. And maybe, here's the thing, I said they won't pick a QB unless Jake Fromm or Jalen Hurts fall into the fourth round, which I, I think a fourth round, at that point, you're looking at the 130th pick, you may want to just take a chance on one of those guys, but I don't think they're going to. So I don't think the Saints are going to pick a QB. I think they're in a win-now mode, just the way, the moves that they've been doing is all win-now. And But that's one thing for free agency, and they've made some big moves. But also, the way Mickey Loomis is speaking, it just doesn't seem... Like, he wants to add a QB. No, he has said, like, we've been always uh, always been open to taking QB at the right spo- point. And that's kind of what the Saints have done to this point. But they're not going to, to me, sell out to get a QB they want to overpay. That's not the team they've been. And I think they're going to continue that. And maybe they see Taysom Hill as their future. Maybe they see some other QB in the NFL as their future. Maybe they see a free agent that's going to, I mean, he's going to come out next year and they're going to go and get a free agent. Maybe they're going to do that. A lot of interesting things. Maybe they think Drew Brees is going to come back. But at this point, you have to at least, to me, you have to at least least safeguard your future a little bit. Maybe you get Taysom Hill a little bit long term. But to me, I don't see the Saints picking Jordan Love. I just, unless, like here, like in my opinion, I would pick Jordan Love over, let's say Murray was gone, Queen was gone, and then like Justin Jefferson was on the board as well. 
I, yeah, I guess I'd see them pick Jordan Love. But besides that, I don't know if you can do it. It's, it's going to be interesting, but my, my, my thought is that they're not going to pick a quarterback, so that's why they're going to go all in. I think they're going to go win now. They're going to get a linebacker. They're going to get a receiver. I think they're going to end up getting a, a cornerback. I would love them to see um, to get um, Damon Arnett from Ohio State. They Those cornerbacks come out of there are great. I want to see um, the Saints pick another one with Arnett. I would love to see him second round, third round. Another guy I'd love to see. And then D-lineman, that, that's when you see the D-line third, fourth round. You could also pick up guy in the, um, another guy either at the O-line as well. Or maybe pick up a running back. It's so many options. Saints can do a lot of stuff. But those are my three predictions. Saints get a linebacker that starts day one. They move up day two in round two to select a wide receiver. And the Saints don't pick a quarterback in this draft. Even though this could be Drew Brees' final year. And it doesn't look like the Saints have a full succession plan. But if the Saints don't pick a QB, that's an argument to me for another day. So now... We are going to get into our Houdat Nation fan questions. I brought this segment back for the draft as this was kind of our last kind of episode before the draft, last full preview. So we're just going to get right into it. First question from SaintsFan9, and he asked, if Queen and Murray are gone, who do you get? Do you get a wide receiver? Do you get a QB? Other? So here's the thing. We're kind of just talking about this. See, now Queen and Murray are gone. It's an option. It may happen. Like, teams may want linebackers. The good thing is I think a lot of teams want O-line in this draft, and wide receivers, and I, I think that's why you're going to see linebackers fall, you may see cornerbacks fall as well, so I do think that one of these two guys will be available, but if they're not, who do I get? I do get a wide receiver if it's Justin Jefferson, I mean, the more and more I watch him, the more his tape just fits perfectly with the Saints, so if he's on the board, I do, if if, if Jordan Love's on the board, and let's say Jefferson isn't, I probably would pick Jordan Love in that scenario if I was Mickey Loomis. He may not. He may go out and pick a lineman, either in a line. He may go out and pick another wide receiver. Maybe a T. Higgins type guy. I just don't want... I'd rather see the Saints wait a little... Like, T. Higgins is not my favorite receiver. Jalen Rigore is not my favorite receiver. I'd just rather stay away from those guys. I would rather have guys like Ayuk or Sonault or Jefferson. I think those guys would fit better in the state system. But those can definitely be options. Again, it's interesting to, uh, to, to what I would do. At that point, I would... I, it depends who's on the board. It always depends who's on the board. But I know it's kind of copping out of the question. But if, Je- if Justin Jefferson's on the board, I pick him. If Jordan Love's on the board, I pick him. If both of those guys are off the board, now you're getting into, well, you're probably going to go along. I-, I would go just pick your best player available at D-line or O-line. Because at that point, you just want to strengthen your lines, make sure they're perfect. Because you know down the stretch, that's going to be a kind of interesting thing. So, again... To me, that's it's an interesting scenario. Maybe it's doomsday. Maybe you trade back in that scenario. That, to me, is just really interesting. Speaking of trading back, our next question is from Connor, and he asked, do we trade down if a linebacker falls down the board? So I'm assuming a linebacker, you're, you're talking about Murray or Patrick Queen. I could see Murray falling. I don't think Patrick Queen's going to fall. I, I think if he's going to be available kind of around 24 yeah, like he that's kind of where he's going to fall either 24, 26, maybe 22, whatever it is. I, I think he's going to fall around there. Murray, I could see either getting picked extremely high or teams not liking him and going pretty low cuz he is more athletic. He's kind of to me, when you look at Queen, he's more of a just like steady guy. He's going to kind of give you going to give you a good starter level and he's probably going to get better and better. I think he's going to eventually become a pro bowler. Now, Murray on the other hand, he could become all pro pro bowler level, but he could also not. 
it's a little more range, but I think he has more higher potential. It is interesting. I, I do think Murray is a little higher burst, but the recognition issues, those recognition issues could be an issue for the Saints or other teams that may want to get him. But if one of those linebackers fall, let's say Murray falls, I would think now the Saints just don't trade back a lot, but I I it depends on how they're looking at this this draft. If you see a perfect situation, let's say you can move down to like let's say you're at 24, let's say both linebackers are there. Do you just risk it and go back to like 28 or 29? Maybe you pick up a second rounder with it so you don't have to trade up. Maybe you can get a perfect scenario where let's say you trade back to 30 or let's say you trade back to 28 and you're able to get a second round pick. It's interesting. It is very, very interesting to see what you can do there. Now, if you're seeing Murray fall, now you know more insider tra- uh, insider in the league. You know, if you're Mickey Loomis and you're like, mm, those teams are probably not going to pick linebackers. Let's risk it. Both linebackers are on the board right now. Let's just trade back. Hope one of the two are on the board at 28 or 29. I could see them doing that, I guess. I could see them doing that. Now, let's see if it happens. That's a perfect scenario. I mean, you're just betting it, but if it comes true, then you're armed yourself with a second-round pick. You're able to get one of the linebackers you like. It's a perfect scenario. I mean, you, you may see a team that, let's say, Jordan Love's on the board and these two linebackers are on the board. Let's see, people want Jordan Love. So then you're going to trade. So, so now you know that team's going to get Jordan Love. Let's say you're trading, like, two spots for the Dolphins, and if they're going to get their franchise QB, they're going to probably give up a lot. So maybe you get a second-round pick only going back three spots. It's interesting. And if the Saints could move back and take a pick in the second round, that's something you would love to see. Because then you can get your linebacker, you can get a wide receiver, and it works perfectly. And you don't have to go up next year's draft capital. So that may be the perfect, perfect scenario for the Saints. You are betting on it because by moving back, teams could pick those linebackers. It's interesting. It's a very interesting situation. And I, and I do think that as the draft night continues, you may see something like that. The Saints haven't moved back in 13 years, so the likelihood of happening that happening is low. But if the perfect situation, uh, like Connor details here, I could see it happening. I, I could definitely see it happening in the Saints, and that, that would be the best situation because you're seeing these linebackers fall. Let's say both of them are on the board at 24. Yeah, you could pick the one you like better, but let's just say, yeah, I'm going to move back to 20. Let's say Jordan Love's also on the board. I'm going to trade back to 26 because that's where the Dolphins are picking. They're giving me a second-round pick a late second round pick to jump up because they want the quarterback. Let's say they didn't pick quarterback in the beginning of the draft and they want love now and they're willing to give up a second round pick to only move up three spots. I think that's very interesting and it's definitely just something that the Saints probably will think about. And that segments perfectly into our last question by Saints fan since 83. And he asked, let's say Queen, Jefferson and Love are available. Who do you pick? So here's the thing. We just talked about it. If all three on the board and say I'm not trading down, I'm right now I'm picking Queen probably. Um, Jefferson is a very great player, but I think the Saints need linebacker more, so I'd rather pick the linebacker than the receiver that I like. Love, I mean, I could see the Saints. I mean, if the Saints say love, well, 24, we see love in our top 10. I guess no one else saw that. Let's go get Jordan Love, just like the same thing with Mahomes. Could see that too, I guess. But to me. I think Queen's the guy you get. Now, this is why I would want I wanted to get a Nigel Bradham, because if you have Nigel Bradham now, and in this situation, you're kind of not strapped to Queen, because right now you're kind of strapped to Queen in this scenario, because you have to get... The, right now, I mean, let's say you got Queen instead of getting Jefferson or getting Love. Next year, your biggest... I mean, you're going to see the biggest impact with Queen, not with Jefferson on this team. That's just the facts. And 
if you got Bradham, now you could pick Jefferson, make that offense elite, best best offense in football. You have Bradham as your fourth, as kind of your third, fourth linebacker, and he's going to be just as good, if not better, than A.J. Klein, and you'll see that offense, or that defense, excuse me, not get worse. So then you don't have to pick, you can make that offense elite, and then you're fine with your defense, and maybe you get a linebacker in your third round. But in this in, in this scenario, or you can get love. If love, if you have the love as your high, higher grade, let's say you really want a QB, well, now you're like, okay, well, our offenses will be fine. Our defense right now is looking good. We really don't have any holes. We can get our future QB now. That's why you want to get a guy like Najib Bradham, because then you could just have more flexibility. Now, they don't get Bradham. It seems like they're not going to get Bradham. To me, you have to pick Queen. Now, Queen is an upgrade over AJ Klein. You're going to see the defense become better with Queen on it next year, in my opinion. So that's going to be really good. Your offense is going to be very good, and I think you're going to get one either in the second wide receiver in the second or third round. And then, really, your your quarterback may have to wait. That's kind of what you're looking at here. But again, that's kind of why I wanted to get Bradham because you always then when you're looking at this best case scenario where you have probably the best linebacker on the board, probably the best wide receiver on the board, and probably the best quarterback on the board, you have a little more flexibility because right now you have to go with with Queen. You have to, and that and that's just my opinion there. But we'll kind of see what, what happens, what shakes out for the Saints. Hope you guys did enjoy this draft preview. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dad Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dad This, on Instagram at Who Dad Discussion. And then also you can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And also... You can listen to your podcast wherever you listen to all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. We are on there. So basically, this is our schedule for the draft picks. So every pick, we're probably going to have an episode coming out. It will be very short, 8 minutes to 10 minutes, where we just detail the player, give his scouting report, give my opinion on it, and then probably get out of here. Or a trade happens and they get someone like someone like that. So that means like for 24, let's say the 24th pick is going to be probably around like you're thinking 10, 30, 11 um, Eastern time, because that's usually how just how long the draft takes. Draft usually takes a while, so by 24 comes around, you're thinking it's going to be pretty late. So I'll, I'll have one out for you at around that midnight area, but again, probably for the morning for most people, unless you're staying up watching the whole draft. My podcast will be out there, and then also third round comes. I see the pick, boom, podcast. Same with fourth, fifth, sixth, every. Then that's just going to be our draft week special, and I can't wait to do those. I really can't wait to see what the Saints get here. Because I'm hoping that the Saints go linebacker, check, wide receiver, check, cornerback, check. And and that list of needs goes way down. Because that, that's kind of what you want to do in the draft. I, th- I think the Saints, I think they're in a great spot in this draft. Uh, you kind of need to get that linebacker. So, again, if, if they were able to pick up a linebacker, you would, you would play best player available. Now, I don't know if you could. Now, maybe Queen is your best player available. Or maybe Simmons falls. Or, like, something amazing, like how your top linebacker falls. Like, kind of what happened with Lattimore. I mean, the Saints kind of got lucky. But, like, the Saints needed a cornerback really badly. And then Marshawn Lattimore just, like, fell. It was kind of like magic. Maybe that happens. Something like that happens again. We'll have to see. But hopefully the Saints have a really good draft. I'll be right back here probably Thursday night. So tomorrow night, I'm probably going to be back on the podcast telling you guys who the Saints got, my grade for them, all that good stuff. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Definitely hoping the Saints, giving the Saints a lot of luck for this draft, hoping the best players fall to them. And that's really all we can cheer for here. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, run it back, and who dat?